Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. We've been talking about what it's like to be standing in the lands of the Bible. We started talking in our last segments, Camille, about the book of Revelation and the seven churches that are listed there. You began to tell us about some of those churches and the cities that you visited, which are geographically very important when we understand that the Bible mentions them and they are mentioned in context in the book of Revelation. Tell us those seven churches again and some of the highlights that you've got on some other of those cities. Thanks for that, Neil. The seven churches of Revelation are first mentioned in chapter 1, in verse 11. And Jesus is commanding John to write down what he sees, because this was a vision, it's visual, and send this message to seven churches. And he lists them, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. There is actually a geographic order, because Ephesus Think of a clock. Ephesus is probably around 7 o'clock. Smyrna is around 9 o'clock. Pergamum is around 11 o'clock. Thyatira is 1 o'clock. And then Sardis is probably around (laughs) 2.33. And then Philadelphia is around 4 o'clock. And Laodicea is about 5.36. So you could almost have done a circuit circling those seven churches. In addition, one of the churches I want to highlight is Pergamum. And Pergamum is found in Revelation chapter 2. If you go there, first thing you'll know, you see an Acropolis, not unlike the Acropolis in Athens. In other words, it's a natural high hill with a level top, and that's where the ancient city was. Indeed, you have to take a cable car to get to the top of Pergamum. And one of the things that we learn is that, first of all, Jesus speaks to Pergamum and says, I know where you live, where Satan's seat is located, and you remain loyal to me. Now, there literally is a heathen place, an altar for Zeus, and it's often speculated the altar for Zeus that the archaeologists discovered at Pergamum was the seat of Satan. As a result of the seat of Satan there in Pergamum, you have the mention of a Christian martyr called Antipas. He was martyred at Satan's seat or near Satan's seat. In addition, it's got up there a very impressive colonnaded like temple area, and it also on the side has a huge impressive theater, all of this dating back to the Roman time. And then on top of it, you've got an amazing view of the valley, of the mountains, and you can even catch a little glimmer of the Aegean Sea. 
So this is Pergamum, and along with Ephesus, Laodicea, and Sardis, they provide impressive ruins as you study the Bible and put it into some wonderful context. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.